Welcome back to the Goo Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on iTunes, search Glue or search Glue Guys. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys and check us out on thebrooklyngame.com. Brian. Mini D Sloan horn. <laughs> We're watching D Sloan edition and Swisher right now. Just St- your starting point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. Just, just passed a mean. Uh, not bounce pass right into Boyan Bogdanovich's hip. Um, yeah. Wow, young Iron <laughs> Eagle here. Yeah, <laughs> we're recording this on a Tuesday night. Uh, by the way, that's what Kendall Marshall looks like now. Do you mm, see yeah. him? That's insane. What uh, happened to him? He's been crazy. Um, been living in a shack. The Nets, you know, and I'm going to be honest straight off the bat. I don't really have. If you are a dedicated Nets fan. I don't know if we're going to have that much for you. I haven't watched. What are you the- talking about? We got plenty for everyone. For everyone. Oh, I mean, we, we've got it for the whole the whole, you know, spectrum of NBA basketball fans. But what's the hottest Nets take I can take right now? So did you wear that to work? The polo shirt and shorts? <laughs> no, no. Oh, OK, no, because you're just like kind of nice, but like just nice, nice for sitting around the house, but not nice enough for work, I wouldn't say. Can I actually be honest with you? So I where wore, have you been? You've been golfing. No. You went golfing, didn't you? Should we talk about where you were before this podcast? Do you want to bring that up? Do you want to bring up the lie that I'll you let told you me into my oh, the lie? Wow. Okay, um, I'd prefer not to, but I guess we can. No, we don't have to. No, no, go ahead. Um, <laughs> that's up seventy-seven fifty-eight with nine ten left in the <laughs> just third. Keep, just keep checking in on that. <laughs> listen, listen live here. We're we're going to do a live podcast at some point. It's I don't it's believe gonna, you anymore. Um, uh, anyway, so the Nets are not, not a good team and, uh, the, they're, Wait, you were about to tell me about where you were before this and then you, and then no, you, no, 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 no. <laughs> you're deflecting and I was trying to I save a, you I from your a, deflection. I was at a goddamn dance class. Okay. I'm coming clean. Now you, now you go. Yeah. But what did you tell me originally? So I told okay, you, okay, I, had okay. A, I told you no, I had no, a no, meeting no, for no, work. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's this whole thing. You okay. Really here's the whole thing. Whole thing. Okay. Christ. Brian's been a bit difficult to get to get on the pod. He's been busy. I'm not saying it's not a criticism. <laughs> okay, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> I was reading between the lines. Um, who just hit that? And my my wife just said he's getting married. That's true. He is getting married. Um, but did my dedication to this podcast waver? One it was in the summertime. Iota. No... <laughs> <laughs> no... That's right. Um, Brian told me that he had a work meeting, which I respected. So I was like, all right, let's do it after that. And he comes in afterwards to tell me that it's a dance class, which is fine. I'm just almost hurt that you didn't feel like you could be honest with me. Yeah. Why did you feel that way? You know what? I just didn't want it in writing because we were talking on Gchat. Didn't want to, I don't know, something something about putting it, like, typing it out. Just It's easier to say, I'm, I'm busy. Just, I'm, I'm busy. I'll tell you about it later. I'm busy. That's why you're a Bernie supporter, and I understand that. <laughs> this is such a weird way to work. Tinfoil hat. And- hey. <laughs> You're just conspiracy no, theorists. It's not because I think that like someone cares that I wrote it. It's just I didn't want to write out, and then I got to type this whole thing. Like, yeah, I'm taking dance class. Because I would have like, said something like, "Oh, what are you doing? Right. Why are you doing that?" Exactly. You would have just hammered away at it. Anyways, where were you, Mike? I was at work, but I was wearing- I was wearing long khaki pants, and now I'm wearing short khaki pants. I thought I usually. I usually change it to short, like gym shorts, but I thought you deserved. You can wear polo shirts at work. Yeah, I work at a radio station. I am the third best dressed person at work. A lot of t-shirts? A lot of just not caring. 
So does that take the form of t-shirts or? Um, it's the same shirts. Tank tops. Over and over again. mustard covered polos. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do we think of the Nets? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no. hey, we can talk about stuff. We've seen some um, some new Chris McCullough action. Very high arcing shot. That's that's the one main takeaway. Um, yeah. Yeah. That he has that's that the hot story about him. He's definitely a player that Shoots in practice high. He, he scores in practice. So he thinks it's going to translate. Uh, over. What are we sleep? We're sleeping on the giant Sean Kilpatrick story. Um, so the hot the, I, the, the McCullough. Uh, Kilpatrick combo, this Irish invasion that we've got is quite, quite a thing. <laughs> Just in time for St. Patrick's Day and yeah. uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson mm-hmm. is maybe going to come back at some point this season. I mean, I think the hottest of hot takes you could possibly have about the Nets right now is uh, do the team does the team just shut down Brooke and Thad and just kind of say, you guys have done enough for us this year. Let's not even put a risk of hurting you two because if either of you two get hurt for a serious injury, specifically Brooke, then it becomes a really bad situation, even worse than what it is now. Mm-hmm. But if you're really watching this team and you're like, what's the point of what are you trying to get out of the team when you're watching it? You're you're just trying to see like, I don't know if Boyan, which he's having a big game tonight against the Sixers, like how legit he possibly could be by getting all the run possible. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just not all that much to to really eke I'm, out. I'm mostly evaluating Tony Brown's like X's and O's. That's that's my you know interest. I kind of like Tony Dude, Brown. I've been watching these games. I don't know about you, but like I I almost I mean even despite everything, like the post Joe Johnson era has been way infinitely more fun. And and the post Lionel Hollins era has been infinite infinitely more fun. Yeah, Tony Brown's a better coach than Lionel Hollins. Point like blank hot take. Like, <laughs> hot takes come up. Watch out! I got horns for that hot take. Ugh. <laughs> what is this? God damn it. How old's your match? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Get it. Thank you. It's not even I can you heard me hit the button. Anyways, it's POS. Um So yeah, so that's the nets. Um let's just do I'll drop the news, huh? <laughs> it's the news. All right, go. 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 All right, news around the loop. Um, again, we usually promise more Nets news. We like to give you Nets news, but we'll, we'll you know deep dive on D Sloan's advanced stats a little later in the show. That's a tease for you. Um, Golden Warriors hunt for seventy-two. I guess it'd actually be a hunt for seventy-three. Yeah, this is the this is that obligatory sports story that I'm supposed to care about that I just don't. Another one of these. Do you want to go through the schedule and do wins and losses? <laughs> I know, I know you do. Let's do okay. It. Well, here's my thing. Um, you know, like Steve Kerr said, was like two weeks ago that he's he's going to go for the championship, not the record, and that he's going to rest players when he needs to, and all of that. Um, but at this point, no matter what really happens to this team, it's funny to me that the, uh, the conversation is that like the Warriors have to win seventy three games, and then the championship can be considered the best or one of the best teams of all time when really in my mind if they like they win 71 games and then the championship are we not going to consider them the second best you know like it, it to me it's sort of like it's the most boring most historical story in sports i just yeah. it it's not something i really care about i'm not i look at the box score i look at 
to it, see if the Warriors won, but I don't. It goes into this is the uh, the BuzzFeed clickbait phenomenon. You know, it's got a it's got a number attached to it, and that's what they love. Like uh, the Miami Heat um, win record from like two years ago or whatever. People people loved that story for a long time because it had an obvious number you could pin it to. And we've all moved on from that. And I think if you know, seventy two is one of like the few big numbers in basketball that actually matters. Uh, and, and not even matters. It's just like one of the numbers that you know, sort of like how 61 home runs was the thing like we just sort of knew as baseball fans. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not going to enjoy this team any more than I do because, you know, they get 73 wins or they get 70 wins. This is an historic team. It's fun to say that they're the best team I've ever that like in the history of the game that we're watching it right now. But then again, it's that's not really... Just because they won one more game than the Bulls over that time doesn't mean that they are better or worse. It's, I don't know. It's I just, love watching your hand fl- flick out as you, as you, you see make your points. As I'm where doing mental pick, ping pong. Where did you pick that up? Sam, mental. have you ever seen him do this? The, <laughs> really? Thanks. When he's pontificating? He's just... <laughs> I don't know where it developed. Amazing. You know what I have I realized? In every picture I'm ever in throughout my whole life... I put my pointer fingers out. I don't know. I don't know. Not like, like at the camera, just at my sides. It doesn't it's like a reflex. <laughs> some like some photographer when you're in third grade. Well, it happened because I pictures. God, more of this. I'm gonna be. I'm really incriminating myself here. But because I went on and got these wedding pictures taken. That you know, there's 800. It's okay, pictures. man. You're you're getting married. Yeah, getting married is is a yeah, once know, in a lifetime. Should be a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so. I had like 800 pictures of me now all of a sudden, and in you know 90% of them, my my pointer fingers are sticking <laughs> sticking straight out like like rigor mortis. How how bad do you think you look? Pretty bad. I right. Mean, super uncomfortable. Yeah. I look like someone that doesn't want to be there, and that's not the <laughs> that's not the look you want to have. And usually the the, the woman that you're with looks <clears throat> oh like ravishing. Happy. Yeah, looks it's amazing. Just turns on in front of the camera like sh- they were and meant to be together. We're this sad sack next yeah. to them in our button-up and t-shirts. You, can, you just you can see the you know inner tor- turmoil in my head like between my ears. You can Mostly just... my thoughts when I was looking at my photos was like I'm not good enough. Yeah, that's like all I thought about. Like God, I am not living up to like yeah. wish. Um, wish I didn't eat that meatball hero right before, <laughs> <laughs> which is literally the food that they had. Like we went to stay at my friend's place. And uh, they were like, oh, we got lunch for you guys, meatball heroes. And I was like, really? Because I'm going to swell like a blimp for this photo shoot. Where were the photos? Just in some wooded wooded area, some backwoods. In Brooklyn? No, in Philadelphia. We're getting married in Philly. Oh, that's right. I got invited. Um, yeah, you'll be there. I'm, I'm impressed that you guys read the invitation. The cursive was... Difficult it, it's gotten a lot of positive buzz. I'll tweet out a photo of the invitation so everyone can see. What do you mean it's gotten a positive buzz? As people have walked into the apartment, they've seen this and said, "Love the font." Really? Wow. No one's been able to read it, but they've they've yeah. all they've I mean, all. That's loved how I it. felt. I instinctually liked it, but could not make sense of it. My, my wife says she likes it a lot. Um, news. You see, okay. You see this story about Phil Jackson? See this thing? Did you see this? Yeah. Did you see this story? Uh-huh. Um, Ramona Shelburne, I believe it was Ramona Shelburne, wrote this big thing about Phil Jackson, about the Knicks, and sort of, you know, where Will Phil, Phil Jackson is at right now with the team. Um, the headline that everyone is, we're all looking at is that there's been discussions or there's some thought out there that Phil would consider 
coaching the team at home, and Kurt Rambis would coach the team on the road. Okay. <laughs> would that work? Um, who thinks this is a good idea? <laughs> I, I want to meet the person. that I, I want to know if Phil Jackson thinks this is a good idea. You know, I was almost writing this as... I was going to do, like, so I write these questions and I write sort of my take below it so that I remember what I was actually thinking at the time that I saw the story. And I was going to write a, a like, reason why this would be a thing, why mm-hmm. this would work. But there, there, there's almost, like, there's no possible way that you can be legitimately successful. Now, like, so I think there's, like, three levels of coaches' possibilities for the Knicks right now. One would be, like, a really good coach that mm-hmm. they could get. People believe Luke Walton will be like the the hottest name, him Thibodeau, right? So th- there's that, and it's unlikely that the Knicks would be able to get any of those guys unless Thibodeau really loves the Knicks, which is like some inkling that he does. I don't know. Number two would be just to get like some guy, just like an Eric Musselman type, just like some coach. Boring. Mm-hmm. Kurt Rambis would be one of those guys. I mean, Kurt. You could. I mean, Kurt Rambis. Well, I mean. While you're at it, why not just have, why not just go out to Sea Town, buy yourself a box of whole wheat pasta, some, and just put that on the chair. <laughs> Kurt Rambis is, <laughs> is so bad. I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand the fascination. But doesn't like so so Kurt Rambis is a possible option for this team. Doesn't half of Phil Jackson, even though that it would be a disjointed coach coaching situation, wouldn't half of Phil Jackson be better than a full? Full meal of Kurt Rambis. I don't. I don't think any Phil Jackson has been particularly helpful at this point. I mean, you know, yeah, it's draft, stunning. Drafting Porzingis was like, you know, good. Although, you know, Moutier seems to be playing pretty well now, and they look like they could use a guard. Um, and Phil's own honesty has undercut his draft pick. I mean, he even said basically that he wasn't expecting much out of Chris Stapps, and he just happens to be incredible yeah um no i you know i i've always said this but i don't think phil particularly cares i think he's getting paid that amount of money because for any less he i mean he, you have to pay him that much in order for him to care it's it's not, he's not doing a lot of caring and and that's the thing in the story like that at one point they they go through the the windmill of you know phil could then just come back to the lakers because the lakers are on that three-year timeline that genie bus set and if they don't do well after next season, then, yeah, let's bring Phil back and kind of thing. But in the story, it says uh, Phil's really enjoying his house on the Upper East Side and living in New York City. And, you know, that could only come from one place like, you kn- I mean, because Ramona Shelburne is so plugged into that whole thing. Like, you know, that came from Phil mm-hmm. and <laughs> the, the conversation must have been something like, hey, Phil, like, so what do you really like about New York and being with the Knicks? And. It wasn't probably like, oh, I get to, you know, build a team around Carmelo. It was, I, I get to have a house on the Upper East Side, and like, it's just yeah. like a nice place to live. I mean, and also partly like, I don't know how much you can expect from him. I don't know how what the long game looks like. I mean, they're in, you know, an infinitely better situation than say the Nets are or whatever. But there does seem to be an obvious like inability to basically, you know, impose whatever kind of both offensive system that they're looking for and like cultural system uh that phil jackson like is kind of famous for like there's no like authoritarian like or like you know like wisdom that's going on it, it appears like he, he doesn't it, for whatever reason it's like him not as a coach all of that stuff it's not taking effect 
And I, I don't think it really can. Like, what what team has been completely led by their GM? It just yeah, exactly. It doesn't happen. That's not a thing that like the GM. You know, like the owner can set a culture in a way, but they're still limited. A GM is not someone. It's just never been the case, unless that GM happens to also be coaching the team. Right. And it says in that story about how uh, uh, Jackson was partly frustrated with Fisher because he didn't feel like he could have um, as much influence that he would tell Fisher stuff and Fisher would reply with one word text messages, something mm-hmm. to that effect, which is very specific. And again, could only come from one of two places. And it wasn't coming from Derek Fisher. Um, and it's sort of like, I, I wonder if Phil is thinking about this coaching thing just because he, he realizes that, He's not like some magician that he usually was as a coach. He's like a guy that now has to pick players. And the, what he's always been good at is sort of the uh, like the emotions of the game. That's always been his his thing, the Zen master, right? So it's like he was always good more at doing that than like saying like, I don't know, Ron Harper needs to only shoot mid-range jumpers or whatever the crap he would be doing. Um, There you go. There's the next for you. <laughs> um. So the mo- most of my stuff is like not that serious. Yeah, no, let's let's take it easy tonight. Um, did you see, you're you're a Game of Thrones fan? Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Deadwood? You know what? I did, and I loved every second of it. Uh, Ian McShane mm-hmm. is going to be on the newest season of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and he's going to be a character that no one seems to really know exactly who he is. And he was asked recently what he will be doing, and he told the truth. Wow. Um, which is so odd for the Game of Thrones because usually everyone has to hide what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And people freaked out because what he was doing and on the show is a spoilery thing. Okay. It's a thing that we didn't know was going to happen, what we thought could happen, but his role and him confirming his role in the show, people are freaking out. People are very upset. Uh, but he, he says this, which I... And this is, I want, want your take on this. See how you think. Um, he says... You say the slightest thing and the internet goes ape. I was accused of giving away the plot. I just think get a, getting effing life, it's only tits and dragons. <laughs> Which I think like just like pops yeah. the bubble yeah. of Game of Thrones and pretty much like all this stuff. It's yeah. fantastic. Tits and dragons. I mean, it's yeah. really like you could equate it any mm-hmm. any sort of these ridiculous fantasy things that we're all <laughs> obsessed with. It's like Iron Man's, you know, it's only like rockets and mm-hmm. punches. Or so, just mm-hmm. yeah, rockets and metal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fantastic tits and drag, and that's really what it is. And you really did distill it to its you know platonic ideal. Yeah. Makes the show even better too to think about it that way. I mean, that's the best form of mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Um, you know, I and it's so great just because it's like the the mentality of like everyone. The people get so serious about this stuff. People get so involved with these characters. People are like. So, like, the whole Jon Snow thing, like, Jon Snow has to come back or he doesn't have to come back, and it would be true to Martin if he didn't come back and all this crap. It's just, like... I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm a fan. <clears throat> I'm not a, in the world in that way. I can't... I'm not... Well, that's because I'm not on Twitter. That's and that's the, the healthiest thing for you. I'm not... Uh, it's just Twitter. That's really what the problem is in, in all this Insta stuff. I'm, I'm gonna be old fogey really quick in my life. I can feel it. But I think you'll be a happier person. You know what I felt like when I heard about this thing? I thought, like... Um, I'll tell you what it is, but I thought like for the first time I was like, "Wow, I will have nothing in common with humanity very soon." And it was, <laughs> <laughs> and it was when there's a shoe store, a sneaker store that they put outside a uh, Barclays Center called Kith, 
and they have a cereal bar, like a cold cereal and milk bar, so you can eat cereal while you're shopping for sneakers. Heard that, and I was like, somebody, there's a, there's someone in the world that wants that. I cannot believe that. That enough is people, a thing. <laughs> enough people want that combination of stupidity that, that, <laughs> that they actually made it happen. <laughs> I think it's like, like I have gone... I don't, you know, like I've gone more and more away from Twitter and like the whole like there are moments when you just cannot be on that in that vortex. You mm-hmm. cannot keep going down that hole because especially again, if you if you are on Twitter during a Warriors game, it is the most insufferable crap possible. Yeah. You're just getting tweets of like there goes Steph Curry like that. You get like that 12 times a game. And like the one that was like recently happening was there was uh in the past game against the Pelicans, which is admittedly, which was pretty crazy, but Leandro Barbosa passed up an open layup to give the ball to Steph Curry for a fadeaway contested three. Well, if you're on basketball Twitter, you're going to see the same take 30 different times from 30 different people. And it's just like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. you just got to back away sometimes. Mm. Tits and dragons, man. Tits and dragons. Did you watch Deadwood? What's that? Did you watch Deadwood? I did. I stopped like so. What? What season two? Somewhere in the season you two. You were watching it with captions. That's why. When they were when the part when he had a kidney stone. <laughs> do you remember that whole like first half of the season? Yeah. yeah the whole the whole season was that. Yeah. And I kind of had to had to get yeah, off. It was, it was just like okay, <laughs> that was a really important kidney stone. What happens in the end? No, he pees it out. He's fine. Okay. Um, no, he does. He goes to war with the uh, um, who was it? Hurst. The other, the other brothel owner? No, the gold magnet. You know the guy. Was it Hearst? William Rainer? I don't know. I, can't, I know. No, that's the that's that's the, the newspaper that's guy. The newspaper guy. That's Citizen Kane, right? Uh, it's been a while for me. But are you gonna watch the movie? Deadwood, the movie? Yeah. No, I don't think so. It just doesn't. It's I. I can't figure you out, Smoltz. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy where I am with that show. I can't figure you out. I'm I'm satisfied. I'm not someone that needs to dip back into the well. Just because, you're, except for Star Wars, I'm gonna dip you, back into that well. You live in that well. I live that in that well. well. Is your home? Yeah. Uh, do you hear about Rambo the the Gator? Rambo the Gator. No, I did. I did not. <laughs> I'm excited to hear. Um, a Florida woman is fighting to keep her six foot long pet alligator in her home. <laughs> okay, it's a 125 pound reptile named Rambo. Rambo wears clothes. He rides on the back of a motorcycle. Wait, can I just stop you right there? Please do. Why would they say clothes and not like, is this is this overalls? Is this, what kind of clothes can you put on a... Overalls, sweaters, jackets. Wait, literally overalls. Like outerwear. Yeah. Anything. Or you're, just, you're, you're, you're speculating with me. No, I've seen... Oh, pictures. I've seen pictures. And of, he wears overalls? He wears overalls. He wears jackets I don't know why that was the first thing that came up. It seems like the easiest to put Florida. on a yeah and, yeah, and swamp people. Um, also has his own bedroom in this person's home. Mary Thorne is the person who owns Rambo. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting thing because Mary had a license for Rambo, which he's had for 11 years, but it recently grew to six feet long. And apparently that once you have a alligator that size, this is what's phenomenal that this exists in Florida. That once the gator grew to six feet, she had to own a property of two and a half acres. Okay. Which seems huge. Yeah. Same. Maybe in Florida it's not that big of a deal. Um so she's she's saying this this is not just a pet. 
Okay, mm-hmm. this is this is a very big member of my family. Rambo is a local celebrity. There's photos of Rambo laying on like kids at mm-hmm. school, like just hanging out with kids. There's pictures of Mary, who owns Rambo and Rambo, kissing. Should Mary get to keep Rambo? If Rambo, again, was not over six feet at the time and now has grown to be over six feet, should she be allowed to keep Rambo? How how big is it going to get? It's at least six feet long. Can't you cut part of the tail off? Can that just, just like just an inch or two? Just the, <laughs> right? Just to get under the... That actually seems like the best solution possible. Don't you think? I mean, the alligator's not going to feel it. Are you kidding? Those things are... The, the pain part of its brain is really primal. It's, it's old. That's old technology right there. And I got to say, there's one photo on... I saw this on the Daily News. Uh, there's a photo of Mary, lovely lady, uh, with her Confederate flag cowboy hat. Yeah. Now, I watched I watched a YouTube video of one of two alligators fighting, and one just rips another one's arm off. Doesn't even, fi- doesn't even care. Barely cares. Just stands there. It's like, yep, well... Is there any chance that this alligator is domesticated? <laughs> but like, can an alligator become domesticated? How, That's what I wonder. Is that if if it's been in Mary's care, uh, Rambo's but, whole life, is there a chance that like it's not just a vicious animal that's going to eventually rip out her esophagus? Yeah, I mean, I guess I think it's all possible. Wow, look at Sean Kilpatrick. Just he's been a top five player in this team since he's <laughs> been on the yes. team. Top five haircut too. Um, and they in the Nets signed Harry Henry Sims. Very exciting. Um, I did see that. You know, Henry Sims is a, a player that I've had on my fantasy team before. That's, that's How is that possible? Well, just really deep leagues. Smelts, come on. Come on. Plus, I thought he was going to be the, the shiznit. All right, I have one last thing for you. Lay it on me, brother. This is sort of like your killer comparisons, but not exactly. Hell yeah, perfect. Do you want me to hit the... <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I say one thing? Yeah, I think of all of our drops, the killer comparison one flies under the radar the most, um, but it's got a really nice mix to it, I think. It probably flies under the radar, because we don't do it. Oh, we'll bring it back, though. We just did it. Go ahead. Okay. Wife and I got Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's a great service. You know, well, you get all the stuff. Sure. Part of Amazon Prime is Amazon Prime Video. There are 15,000 movies available for streaming under Amazon Prime Video. Any of them would you watch, consider watching? There are some. I mean, mostly it's like, there are like, there's like two Hunger Game movies, All the President's Men. <laughs> there's an odd, there's a really like large number of James Bond movies. Yeah. And then Crocodile Dundee, and then that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, and typically when you sign on to Amazon Prime Video, you only get like the, they only show you those five movies. In, like, you know, like in the queue order, and then it's really tough to find the rest. But but you can go onto the website and see every movie. Well, I, I, I did that. Okay. Wow. Um, here are. What you saw, literally every movie, all 15,000, you like took a second to at least. Yeah, pass. I skipped through all 15,000, at least all 15,000. I want to name you the movie title. Oh, good. And I want you to guess the movie's about. Wow. Okay? Mm-hmm. First one, Full Moon High. Full Moon High is an anime, feature-length <laughs> anime, about a 
uh, high school with a werewolf contingency. Very close. Oh. A high school's football star's life changes after his strange right-wing father Mm -hmm. takes him on a vacation to Transylvania Mm -hmm. where he is bitten by a werewolf. Weird that they... (laughs) Uh, especially they specifically say that he's right wing what, what that? what's interesting is that a lot of these oh, are from the 80s wing because it's like his bat wing or something is that what they're trying to work well a lot of these are from the 80s in that point if you're like you know under reagan it was like there's sure the right wing father was like a big character in pretty much mm. every 80s movie yeah um you may have actually heard of this one oh. the toxic avenger oh come on of course i've seen it I knew that you saw that. Yeah. Do you know that the poster calls it the the first superhero from New Jersey? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My uh, my buddy Collins like got all these t-shirts and stuff. Loves loves those movies. It's um. Is it any good? Uh, what the hell's the name of the the director? God, it's that famous guy. Um, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're great. All those movies are great. Tromeo. Tromeo. Right, Tromeo. That's the like. What's the what's the basic production. of the movie? It's pretty much how it sounds like a like teen kid gets like <laughs> hit with a toxic sludge becomes this like grotesque monster and it's it's very gory and so you know it's good it's really good all, all right. those uh, there's like all I think there's three of them that they have on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. worth it to check out um here's one if these knishes could talk okay. You know what's weird? I can't fucking sorry. I can't remember what a knish is or like what culture. It's either Jewish or Italian. I'm gonna go Jewish. Jewish. Yeah, okay. <laughs> knish. I don't know if it was like one of those C H A like knees. Anyways, uh, knish. Sorry, say the title of the movie again. If these knishes could talk. These knishes could talk. <laughs> um. About, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it's like about a bakery, like a, like a, it's like almost like Clerks, but it happens inside of a bakery. It'd yeah. be interesting. <laughs> it's a documentary. Oh wow! I know it's, it's kind of even curveball. worse. Uh, a, this comical documentary explores the history of New York accents, what it is, how it evolved, and the love hate relationship New, Yorker, New Yorkers have with it. Penny Marshall's in it. Alan Dershowitz is in it. What New Yorker hates it? Every New Yorker I've ever met that has one is like really over the moon about it. The only ones that could hate it would be ones that like are in the 1920s Hollywood when like they wanted everyone to have the same accent. (laughs) The the transatlantic accent? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's second to last one. Ready? Moving Target. Moving Target. A. Let's see. Let me think here. Don't want to go too literal with it because I, I can see that you've got a, a, a fun look on your face. Moving Target. All right, I'll bite. I think it's about like it's almost like um, that Paulie Shore military movie. Um, Interesting, but it's like maybe he's in like a mortar squad or something. Or <laughs> 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 what is that movie? What the hell is that Paulie Shore? What do he, he works on the um, Sam? You know. Paulie Shore and Andy Dick. Ah, I can't remember. Uh, it is tweeted us somebody. I heard. don't know why this is called Moving Target, but when a teenage musician finds finds his house empty and his family gone, he embarks on a harrowing journey in this riveting, which apparently they misspelled riveting, thriller starring Jason Bateman. Oh, and China. I assume her name is China Phillips from Wilson Phillips. Mm. Weird. Jason Bateman is another one. I, I don't. Gotta tell you, don't get 
why everyone likes him. Can I say that? Is that can I say that without sounding? Did you see that movie, The Gift? No. You Did would, you see that? It looked, I looked interesting. You would like that. You would like that. I can already tell. Um, I think he's just like one of the. He's almost like uh, Luis Scola. He's just like one of those guys who <laughs> can kind of back. kind of fit on any team, um, but like really isn't good. Like Jason Bateman can be in any movie. He's like pretty flexible. He can be like that guy in mm. every movie. He can be like the third lead male in any mm. movie. But he's just like if he's your lead, yeah, you might be in trouble. Last one here. Yeah, good. You made this one too. Croaked frog monster from hell. Man, that reminds me of uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Have you ever seen Hell Comes to Frogtown with Rowdy Roddy P- Piper? You no, seen that? Is that a movie? Great movie. Can't recommend it enough. When Hell Comes to Frogtown? Yeah, his name is like John Hell. Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's a town of frog people. Um, croak, croaked frog monster from hell. I'm going to go with a pretty standard, unfortunately, like teen trip to the swamp. Um, possessed frog? Is it going to be a, a demonic a, possession? I love how they, they, they put this word in front of it. So it's a half man, half frog monster, but it is a strange half man, half frog strange. monster. It's strange. Yeah. It's not a normal no. yeah. half frog named Rana. The creature killed... Rana. Yeah, the creature. That's, that's how you say uh, uh, "rana" is frog in Spanish. Wow, mm-hmm. I know that because right of where I just came from, the, the a sex tourist capital <laughs> of the world, Dominican Republic. Do you want to give your spiel about? <laughs> not much of a spiel. Basically, they could not believe that there were ten dudes from from the United States there to not buy all of the hookers they possibly could afford. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was, and uh, and yeah, we really just blew their blew their hair back we're like no we don't want any of that they're like okay okay yeah yeah we get it but seriously but seriously but (laughs) yeah okay mr brian yeah yeah we'll be back in five minutes to ask again um they laid it on really thick though they were like the like after the first night and they started going to panic mode they're like okay i think these guys might be serious who who are they who is like so there's like a handler guy so we get we had it we rented a house and it's in this like really weird pocket of like large houses like kind of by the beach like it's all walking distance to these like various private beaches nice but like weird like the houses some of them are like obviously not maintained they've got like barbed wire all over them and it's like walls with broken bottles on them for protection and guard dogs and it's crazy and, and Canadians, like there's Canadian flags on every other house. Anyhow, very strange scene. So this guy, Wilma, who was our like handler, basically, has was taking care of like three simultaneous bro ba- vacations. Really? Yeah. Were there were that many bro vacations? So he said, well, I knew there was at least one other. And uh, <laughs> he's like, um, he's like, uh, he comes in the next day after we're all, we've just, you know, been hanging out around the house, whatever, not doing much. And he's like, "Wow, you guys are you guys are being so good. And you come all the way down here to to be this good." And we're like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're this is how we are." And he's like, "Oh, the house down the street, you know, they got uh, big big uh, DJ speakers everywhere. DJ speakers like just pumping music. It's oh, so much fun. They got big thing, a big bar. <laughs> I was just like, oh man, they got a bartender, and then they got the lineup of girls. You know, they got the girls are everywhere. And he's like, you guys are um, you guys aren't doing any of that, huh? And we're like." No, no, we're fine. We're just gonna play some wiffle ball later. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, and then he's like, he just lays it on. So it makes you feel like the world's biggest loser for not like, right? But and then and then so, so I was like, where do these um, people come from? Who was who, this like crew? And he's like, uh, they're Italians. 
was like, oh, weird. Okay, I guess that explains it. He's like, well, Italians from America. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I know. These guys are from Nutley, New Jersey. Yeah. I, know, I know who these kids are. Yeah. So your handler was a pimp? Uh, so we're pretty sure? Like, pretty much at least a middleman for a pimp, uh, at the very least. Sounds awesome. I mean, it was definitely, I mean, it's just, it's really crazy. Like, everyone's tear-assing around on motorcycles. Were you of. drinking fruity drinks? Was that the scene, or? A little bit, a little bit. There was a blender, and people did did blend some drinks. Um, but I try to stay away from that stuff. Makes me a little, gives me a little headache, you know, too much sugar. Sam, are you glad I didn't go? I could have gone. No hookers. Yeah. That's Mike, it. Mike would have been a bit of a loose cannon, yeah. You don't know what to expect. Throw a curveball. And Once I get three beers in me. Yeah. <laughs> three three presidente. The mess goes down. Yeah. Turns into Spectre. Um, I feel like I had something else. What did I have? What do you mean? To talk about with you. I don't know. It definitely wasn't basketball related, so we can do it off off the air, but... Vanderbump. Well, I still need to watch the Vanderpump finale, but what are you even doing? Go watch it right the second. Um, let's play the outro. Oh, you ready? Okay. So thank you for listening. Check us out on thebrookengame.com. Check us out on iTunes, search glue, search glue guys, and check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Brian. Good night. Goodbye.